Hello listeners and welcome to Everything Korean with D, your weekly gateway to the captivating world of Korea. I'm your host Donna and I am thrilled to take you on this enchanting journey as I discover all about various Korean topics. If any of the events in the drama start to affect you, reaching out for support can be an essential and empowering step. Whether you're dealing with stress, loss or any challenging situation, seeking help is a sign of strength, not weakness. Connecting with friends, family or professionals can provide you with a different perspective, guidance and a safe space to express your feelings. Remember, you don't have to go through tough times alone. Sharing your experiences and emotions with others can lead to valuable insights, emotional relief and a path towards healing and resilience. It has been fun doing these podcasts so far, and I've felt myself feeling more at ease doing them. So with this K-drama soon coming to an end, I wondered if any of you had any suggestions that you'd like me to talk about after it ends. Could be a recipe, you might want me to go in depth about more culture, or something along those lines. I do have some ideas of my own, but I would love to do something that a listener has suggested. So let me know by messaging me on Twitter or Instagram. Those you'll find in the description of the podcast. And on that note, Let's dive into the next episode. As we saw at the end of the last episode, the gang had left Xian lying on the floor of the warehouse after beating him to a pulp. So now we start with Xian in the back of an ambulance, and Yung Yi's telling the police who she saw. She started telling them about Bumsuk and that he started it all, but Xian wakes up and says he was alone and not to say anything to Suo. How he plans to hide his injuries is a mystery to me. Suo's still at the party room and still hasn't suspected that anything has happened to anybody and he finds his phone stuffed behind the sofa, switched off and he decides to switch it on and he sees something on his phone and he makes a call. And at this point they zoom over to Bumsuk who is walking along really slowly, probably in shock about what's just happened and his phone starts to ring. Of course you'd think that Suo's calling him because he might have seen the calls but remember that Xian deleted all the calls and texts and everything off of Suo's phone. But it is in fact Xian that's calling him and he says to Bumsuk to stop it now and not to mess with Suo. But Bumsuk, albeit looks sad, he hangs up on Xian. With Xian lying in hospital bed, he's contemplating things and we finally get to see some of Xian's backstory. It's at his home and his parents are arguing about raising him and neither of them seems to want to take any responsibility. To the point his father even started saying about how he's clueless about raising a child when they decided to have a kid. He was always away training and doing games, leaving the mother to do everything. She said, you know, we agreed to do this together. And he said, well, I assume that Xian would grow up on his own and not be sick all the time. And of course, younger Xian heard all of this and locks himself away in his bedroom. So the parents are banging on the door, trying to get his attention. So you can see now why he's always so alone and because not even his parents seem to care about him. His father has now come to the hospital to visit him and he's trying to get out of Xian what's happened to him and how. And Xian just lies about it. But he does ask why all of a sudden his father is interested in him. Which of course shocks his father. Why I don't know because he hasn't even bothered much up until now. Like you said, always been away, doing games, training etc. So with the events of everything that's happened so far, what they're looking to do is show us how each of them are dealing with what has happened. Shun's dealing with it by not telling anybody, doesn't want anyone to know. And Bumsuk, well, 
we find out that Bumsuk's hiding away at his house as the assemblyman sends someone in to try and find him. And he finds him hiding at the back of a wardrobe or a walk-in closet. And he calls the assemblyman's right-hand man and says that they found him. They want him watched 24-7 as they don't know what he's going to do. But they do want to send him abroad to study. So a little side note on this. Politicians and high society Koreans often engage in covering up or sending disgraced individuals away for a combination of cultural, social and pragmatic reasons. In Korean society, saving face is of utmost importance and any scandal or disgrace can have far-reaching consequences, not just for the individual but for their family and associates as well. Maintaining a pristine public image is crucial for politicians and high society figures as it preserves their social standing and credibility. Furthermore, the interwoven relationships within these elite circles can lead to the protection of disgraced individuals, as powerful connections are leveraged to shield them from public scrutiny or legal repercussions. There's also a desire to avoid scandalous publicity, which could damage one's reputation or business interests. Practically, sending disgraced individuals away, whether through overseas exile or secluded rehabilitation facilities, can help mitigate public attention and provide an opportunity for them to rehabilitate their image behind closed doors. This approach aligns with the Korean cultural value of giving individuals a chance at redemption. So Bumsuk had come out of the walk-in closet at this time and he overheard part of the conversation about the police and the school and he asked him how he knew. He said that the police had called but that Sheehan wanted to let it slide as they were friends. I bet you at this moment Bumsuk started to hate himself a little bit about it all. In class, Suo's being woken up by his classmates as normal, but he sees that Xian nor Bumsuk are in the class. So Suo calls Xian, who ignores the calls and messages. He's saying he's got a family thing to sort out, so he won't be in school for a while. You can see he's growing increasingly suspicious when even Yung Yi didn't come home and ignored his calls too when he confronted her. But he decides to go to Xian's house and again gets no answer. And of course, he's no idea that Xian's in hospital. But he's really concerned right now, you can see it. And back at school, Suo confronts the two bullies that Bumsuk hangs around with, asking why he isn't in school, and they deny they know anything. So Suo, in his own little way, says, well, when you speak to him, tell him to pay the repair fee. And they look really confused until Suo hits one of them. He's of course referring to his scooter and the accident that they made happen. And he knew it was... Bumsuk that had done it and he warns if it's not paid he's going to kill them all. So the bullies have congregated on the school roof having a smoke and they are desperately trying to get hold of Bumsuk and they start discussing what's happened to Xian and how Youngbin went way overboard and could have left him for dead. And one of them said that if he was dead then the teachers would have made them go to the funeral so they know he's not dead he's just very injured. But guess who's nearby? and overhears everything. It's Suo, and he is furious. And he lines them up, and one by one, he starts to take them down to get the answers that he wants, as he wants to know exactly what's going on. After he's taken three people down, the next one spills all, tells everything. Of course, Suo's really not happy about this, because he finds out that Yi does know. So Suho confronts Yi now, and asks which hospital Xian is at. But she says he's already been discharged. And Suo looks at her, all gutted, and he apologises 
for all of this happening because of him. And she tells him that she unwanted it kept from him and to not do anything stupid. Suo again visits Xian's home, but Xian does everything he can to hide it from Suo. But Suo isn't blind, nor is he stupid, but he leaves anyway. But we see for the first time the always happy, carefree Suo looking so sad that this is happening to his friends. At Bomsuk's house again, and his stepfather's back from whatever he was doing, and he starts to beat the crap out of Bumsuk, saying, you've shamed me, and says he's going to be going abroad to study, and if he does anything stupid, not to say he's his son. Poor Bumsuk is just not free of any of the cycle of abuse that goes on. He does something good, it's not good. He does something bad, it's not good. This is just the life of high society kids. But Bumsuk leaves the house and he loses his guard. And he starts up his phone and sees all the missed calls and all the messages. But he specifically sees Suo's message about having his friends and showing a lineup, a photo, a lineup of all his friends that he's just took to their knees. And says, answer before he hurts them all properly. So of course Bumsuk calls him, but he doesn't say where he is. Instead, he arranges with this Wu Young to still get Suo. So basically he's using Wu Young to save himself from being hurt. So everyone's starting to get worried now because they can't get hold of Suo. Young Yi's called Xun and told him that Suo knows everything and that he hasn't come to his part-time job and not answering his phone. And Suo has in fact gone to meet Bumsuk at the boxing club that Wu Young is at and where all the bullies are now hanging out. Suo walks to the centre of everything and gets surrounded by all of them. And he confronts Bumsuk and he apologises to him for upsetting him. But he said, you should apologise to Shun and Youngyi because they weren't really involved in all of this. But Bumsuk says, no, I've nothing to apologise for. Why should I? But of course, Suo deals with things how he deals with things. And he said, right, then prepare for a beating until you come to your senses. And he smacks him to the ground. But at this point, Wu Young invites Suo into the boxing ring. And in true Suo style, he says, hang on a minute, let me warm up and proceeds to beat up each of the others stood around, taking them all down to the ground. And he casually walks into the ring and starts getting ready for the fight. Wu Young is setting up his camera to do a live stream for his YouTube fans, saying that this is the person that beat me up in middle school and it's my time to get revenge. And of course, Suo scoffs at this, but I don't think Suo realises that this lad, Wu Young, has been practising for this moment for a while. And the two start fighting. And I mean, it's blow for blow. They're all, you know, pretty even. And of course, Suo still has his slight injury on his left leg. And Wu Young is using that to his ability and smacks him in his left leg. But again, Suho holds his own and the fight continues. But Suo, of course, he's still been practicing himself and he gets Wu Young down. And he's about to go and do a lot more damage to him. But one of the others grabs Suo's leg and he falls. And again, in the great cheating style, Wu Young hits Suo unconscious by kicking him across his face. So far, all these gangs, all these bullies, all this fighting has always involved cheating because none of them are brave enough to do it on their own. It's always in groups instead of one on one. And it'd be a fair fight at that point. But Suo is not completely unconscious. He's, he's been knocked down, had his senses kicked out of him. But with him down, Bumsuk approaches Suo and confronts him about looking down on him and ignoring him and how can you pity me and does this whole speech. But quite rightly, Suo says, please come to your senses and stop blaming others. 
He is still trying to help Bumsuk. After all this, he knows that there's good in Bumsuk and he's just trying to help him. But Bumsuk just cannot see it. He's just, this has been his consistent thing. He's blaming everyone else for his own downfall because of what's going on at his home. But Bumsuk decides that, you know, you're not going to talk to me like this anymore. And he kicks Suo in the head and he's unconscious and they keep kicking him. But now they all join in. And so there's like three or four of them all just piling down kicks on Suho. But they only stop when the assemblyman's people arrive and they've come to get Bumsuk. And it's at this point someone decides that they're going to check Suho and they see he's unresponsive and they think he isn't breathing. They put their finger up to his nose just to check. And of course, at this point, most of the kids have run away and the assemblyman's men want two of the bullies to stay behind to take the fall. Because, of course, you know, they'll sort it but they want two of them to take the fall instead of Bumsuk because obviously Bumsuk, an embarrassment and a disgrace to the assemblyman. The assemblyman will then not be allowed to run for office or whatever. So Bumsuk now has realised what has happened and what he's done, but it's too late again. And he goes to Suo trying to wake him up because he obviously thinks that he's killed him because they said he isn't breathing. But the assemblyman's men drag Bumsuk off and leave Suo in the boxing ring. They really do like a dramatic ending and they've just stopped it with Suo on the boxing ring floor. We've no idea if he's alive because of the way they said that he's unresponsive and he isn't breathing. You can't see his chest moving. We don't know what's going to happen to Bumsuk now once his father realises what he's done. I don't think Bumsuk actually cares. He's done. He's had enough. He's got nothing else to lose. Xian and Yi have no idea what's happened to Suo. And I've got a feeling that this is not going to go down very well. So the last episode, I think, is going to be really intense as we discover what state Suo is in, what's going to happen to Bumsuk, and how is Xiong going to deal with all this as we know he cannot control his anger. Will the friendship really end like that? Join me in the anticipation and excitement of the last thrilling episode of the series as we prepare to embark on this epic journey one final time. We cannot help but feel a mix of nostalgia and curiosity. All the mysteries, character development and plot twists have been building up to this pivotal moment and together we'll witness the climax of a story that has captivated our hearts and minds. From the edge of your seat suspense to the emotional highs and lows, It's a shared experience that will keep us talking and reminiscing long after the credits roll. So grab your popcorn, settle in and let's savour every exhilarating moment of this unforgettable finale together. If you've loved what you've heard today, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and helps me improve. I'll be back next week with another exciting episode. So stay tuned and keep spreading the word about my podcast. Remember, you're capable of achieving incredible things. Keep striving, stay curious and keep being your awesome selves. Until next time, take care, stay inspired and keep listening to Everything Korean with D. Ta-ta for now. (laughs) 